Get cozy. Get real. It's time to settle in and expose yourself. On Cuddle Talk with Angela and Dana. Good. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cuddle Talk, where Angela and I um, strip down to our skivvies and really just chill, relax, embrace the most authentic versions of ourselves and each other, and just have conversations du jour. Um, our special episodes, Going Commando, are when Angela and I, we um, hang out together in lieu of guests and really bring it down another layer and um, and spare it all. I mean, in obviously in an uplifting and inspiring sort of way, but we got nothing to hide. I mean, at this point we're open books and, and here, clearly if clearly. you take a look, <laughs> this, is, this is clearly um, recorded on Halloween. You'll probably be getting it shortly after, but, um, but uh, we're here just to, to remind everybody there is no shame and just being you, boo. Oh, see what I did there? <laughs> I see what oh, you yeah, did. that was so clever. Miss <laughs> Angela, Miss Angela, it is Monday morning. And, you know, we record on Mondays because we're away for a whole 48 hours from each other. We could barely take it. But oh, talk to me, girl. <laughs> I can't quit. <laughs> yeah, so Monday mornings. This is a Halloween, October 31st, 2022. And, um, you know, the kids are at school and we're going to get ready for trick-or-treating this afternoon. Do you remember when you were in like high school and Halloween was on a Monday or Tuesday and you're like, oh, that sucks because I had school the next day. <laughs> now it like doesn't even matter. <laughs> but we always partied on the weekend. You know what I well, mean? Yeah, like, no, but like it was the actual th- Halloween, like when you, when you still trick-or-treated, yeah. you know? Yeah. We couldn't those go are out. my those are my lost years. I don't really remember when I stopped trick or treating, but I do remember being in college, going down to Ebor City for yes. Guadalupe. We used to, you know, I I used to like to dabble in the hallucinogens. I'm not <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to say so, and it always fell on um, daylight savings, so we'd always lose an hour. And I would be, I mean, I was Batman, for Christ's sake. And I was like, what the hell? It's not 3 a.m. It's 2. What is that? So, or however it works. I don't yeah. remember. But, um, but anyway. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that one was lost somewhere. And now that I'm realizing how the time chains work, it probably had to do with the drugs. I, I would imagine. That, I would imagine that has something to do with it. <laughs> um, don't knock it. Favorite. Let's just start out since we're talking about. <laughs> you can knock it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, don't, no. Oh, bad message. <laughs> oh, by the way, the frog mug, my 40-year-old frog mug I was telling Yay, you about. Look buddy. at it, though. It's not even green, green anymore. It's a mess. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, this is... Uh, this is Maddie's bat cup and Maddie's spooky spider blanket because I don't have my own Halloween stuff anymore. Um, oh, Maddie, so my 17. And this is my peace booze. These are my <laughs> giant boobs. Um, so you were going to say, I'm sorry, Angela. I was going to say, uh, before we get into anything like of substance, like what was like your favorite like Halloween costume that you ever dressed up as? Me? Yeah. Not my kids. Not your kids. Um, well, Batman, Batman, I was Batman two years in a row 
And a um, friend of mine from college, she was Supergirl. And again, knock it and don't try it. <laughs> but that's what we were, you know, when we thought, you know, when LSD was was our, you know. D- did, you know. did you try to fly? <laughs> we no, we didn't do the whole thing like you know, like in the PSAs where they jumped out of the building because they were on like Sweet. you know, the, you know, whatever kind of dust, angel dust. But we really did. I believed I was Batman. Like I was like, I, and I was like twenty, you know, twenty one. I had long blonde hair, so I'm like this woman in this mask. I take off the mask, and I'd be like this woman. <laughs> was like, oh, Batman! Oh, oh, one year I was Gumby. And I had the full, like, with the pillows, so it was, like, Gumby. Like, I was Gumby, I was Gumby damn it. And I remember also at Guavaween in Tampa and uh, in Ybor City. And I remember you couldn't tell I was a woman. And I would have guys tackling me, Gumby! And then I would, like, take the thing and go, oh, it's a chick, you know? So, yeah, so those That's are my two. What about you? Oh God! You know, I had um, I had a very creative boyfriend, Sky Wayne, and every year he threw these elaborate Halloween parties. Like, spent months on the decorations and like just got all into it. So we had some good costumes together. One time, we were both angels and built these ginormous wings with feathers. Like they were awesome. Uh, full on Lucifer feathers. Yeah, full on Lucifer feathers, and it was like it was just awesome. Uh, one year, we were Adam and Eve. <laughs> Like I was Eve once. Yeah, like I had the like the nude suit, but bodysuit. I had such a good figure back then. Couple leaves planted in the right spots. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I was just, oh my god, oh my god. I, I am just representing what a to- total loser I am. There was a fraternity and sorority thing back in the day where it was like come as your favorite historical figure. I think it was Halloween, okay. and I dressed as Eve and the thing, the right things in yeah. the right places or whatever. And I remember tell just recently, a couple weeks ago, I was telling Rob and the girls about it. And they're like, who was Adam? And I was like, oh, no, I just kind of went like that. And they're like, wait, you went to a party dressed as Eve by yourself. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I am a loser. Like, I totally didn't think anything of it. And I was like, you're like, yeah. Like Adam? Yeah, like, I didn't even give it a second thought. I just showed up like that. And and now I'm realizing that's like a couple's. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Okay. okay. On. <laughs> well, I'm going to insert a picture of my, uh, my kids later because, well, you know, you, you do all these crazy things. I, I, was, I was writing my email for Uniquely You. I was going to do like an update about today and how this is the only day that we encourage people to wear masks, you know, because we're all right. about authenticity. But then I was thinking like Christian, Christian's four, and he's obsessed with toilets. And Christian said, I said, buddy, what do you want to be for, for Halloween this year? He goes, I want to be a toilet. I'm like, all right, then you'll be a toilet. <laughs> and I was going to make it, but I went on Amazon and they sell toilet costumes for children. <laughs> so Christian is going to be the toilet. Dave is going to be the toilet paper. His dad. And you. I'm going to be the shit. <laughs> Literally the shit. So... I will show a picture. I'll plop it in here of uh, the three. Oh, plop it in. (laughs) Oh, and Maddie has a plunger because Christian got a plunger from the Easter Bunny. (laughs) So Christian got a plunger and uh, we're going to put it on Dave's head because he's the toilet paper. It's trying to, yeah. Oh, I love it. We'll see how it goes. You know, it's funny how uh, Christian got a plunger from the Easter Bunny because my kids, 
get um, crystals from the Easter Bunny, like in the Easter eggs. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who the Easter Bunny is, but he sure knows what he's doing. Yeah, like, they don't get candy. Like, the candy? This is a rock. I just broke my tooth. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> We're weird parents, you know. It's good. Embrace the weird. Oh, speaking of weird. Since it's Ooh. Halloween, you want to talk about some witchy ghost stories? Mm. You know, sure I have, have to share ones. with everybody. Angela texted me this weekend in one of her little, you know, covert texts where she like runs off, goes to the bathroom and is like, I miss you. <laughs> but uh, she Don't said, tell Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, you know, I think because we're filming on Halloween, you know, we try to keep the weird. She tries to keep the weird to a minimum. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am completely off the chain. But um, she's like, you know, maybe we could like share a couple of like, you know, ghost stories or supernatural things or things we've experienced. And I really, honestly, Angela spent the next day like trying to like narrow them down, trying to categorize what's what's appropriate, what will have me committed, you know, like what's yeah. funny, like what's believable. I don't even know where to start. Like, I do have one that keeps popping into my head. I feel like that's the one I need to share. But I do feel like it will be lost because it's so weird. But why don't you start? And then I'll follow your lead because you might be like, like, oh, you know, too much. (laughs) I wish I had stories that were like too much. You know, like I don't really have anything that's like a great story except for when I was a kid. The only really ghost story I can remember was my mom and I were living in an apartment in Mastic on Long Island. I think it was Mastic. I don't even know. Somewhere. Um, I was three or four years old. So it's obviously an early memory that I have little glimpses of. And I used to crawl from my room to her room. Like there was like my door, the kitchen opening, and then her bedroom door. And I used to crawl from my room to her room every night to go jump in bed with her and her boyfriend. And um, we had, it was like, I would look and see the big living room. And then there was a screened in porch where I had like my fake kitchen set. And I had, I used to do little tea parties and stuff. And one night I was crawling from my room to her room. And at my table were C-3PO and like three other figures all having tea. And they looked up at me and they smiled. And then went back to like having their conversation and I booked it into my mother's room. And she was like, I, I, I could swear that something was moved on the table the next day. I could swear, but you know, I don't really remember the details, but there was something on my day. It was like, they were really, really there. Cause I was awake. I was walking. I didn't sleepwalk as a kid. So I kind of like, that's like my only real, like true memory of a ghost yeah, story yeah. Um, when I was a kid. But I will tell you just quickly, we had something screwing around with us last week. We have this cabinet that has a very sensitive light. You just touch the, the like the thing, and it, like the light goes on. And I looked at it, and the light was on. And I was like, "Christian, I think there's an angel here." He's like, "Nope, no angel here." <laughs> so <laughs> there was something messing around with us yes last week. I don't know exactly what it was, but you know about your CP three O story. There are many skeptics that the, the, the logical the logical explanation, right? Because there's got to be. Yeah, well, right. There doesn't, but there's going to be a logical <laughs> explanation that uh, that you were sleepwalking. And even though you felt like you were awake, you weren't. But what I understand, what I have learned through all of the experiences that I've had um, 
says in Intuitive is the children, first of all, there's all sorts of stuff around us, different planes of existence that we can't see. I'm telling you my experience. Agree with me, disagree with me, be a skeptic, have me committed, whatever it is, but we just can't see it. Because I remember when my children started seeing stuff, I was like, why is it appearing to them? And I was told, it's always there. Yeah. They just could see it, you know? Yeah. So you see, we see in our conscious state, in our subconscious state, like when we're sleeping, um, and our as our awareness expands, we see things based on our ability to see them. And what I mean is by our frame of reference. Mm -hmm. In um, Decoding the Woo-Woo, which is a follow-up to 10 Racks, I talk about this um, thing that I got, uh, like, like, um, like a meme back in AOL, you know, when people would send you emails and stuff. And it was this picture uh, of this couple in this erotic position and it was it was like a drawn picture, so it wasn't it wasn't it was an illustration. And when you look at it, you see this erotic position. But yet, in a child under the age of like around nine, sees seven dolphins, and the adult yeah. usually doesn't see the dolphins until you tell them there's dolphins there. And then it takes it took me like an hour. I don't see dolphins. <laughs> I don't see dolphins. But you see the dolphins because their frame of reference doesn't understand erotica yet, right? Yeah. So the child has the ability, especially these younger, younger children, they're magical. And they come out of the womb magical and they continue ma to be magical until they're told, no, you're not magical. And then they shut it down or, they're, or until they're taught fear. Yeah. And the child sees it based on their frame of reference. So if you're talking about the age that you were at, and clearly Star Wars was representative around that time. I know around what year that was, right? Yeah. It's probably yeah. around 1977, 1978. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars, yeah. right? Yeah. So, or at least The Empire Strikes Back. It was like somewhere, one of those, right? Yeah. That's what you saw. You likely saw your guides, your angels, whatever beings, but your frame of reference, you saw them as, as beings that would not alarm you. Yeah. Even though they alarmed you because you saw beings, right? Yeah. And I've noticed that, I've even noticed that like with my kids, like Yaya sees, she sees fairies, right? Fairy is just an energy, mm. but she sees them as fairies because the child sees that. Yeah. But the representations in a lot of ways of her guides when she gets older, maybe the way she sees them will shift a little bit. Yeah. If you apply that to practical magic to the world we live in, it's how we see the world around us. Wherever we are is how we see the world. I'm not going to go into that soapbox or onto <laughs> it or follow that trail of thought, but it makes sense, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Totally makes sense. Yeah. 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 It was definitely um, not a scary situation. It was just like a, oh, something's there. Yeah. You know, and then yep. waking up the mom and her being like, oh, there's something there. There's and nothing there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're annoying me. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then that layer shuts down. Mm -hmm. I spent the weekend um, revamping um, uh, Veda Finds Her Crown. Mm. And as a part of, re you know, spiffing it up, revamping it to, to re-release it in other avenues, in other ways, um, and teaching a workshop on it presently, actually, I'm rereading about the main character, Veda, which is the third eye chakra. And she's this little girl who is connected with nature and she's, you know, she sees things and she just knows things. But her mother keeps telling her that her, that Angelina is her imaginary friend, right? Yeah. And, 
every time she kind of buys into that or hears her mother say it, her ability to see Angelina gets a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And and until she, oh, I don't want to ruin it for you, but until she <laughs> understands that, you know, that what she is seeing is in fact not her imagination, but her intuition speaking to her, only then can she really um, re-receive that gift of hers. Yeah, it's a good, it's good stuff. Beta finds her crown is awesome. I can't wait. It to really, re- really is. It just needs to be, one. Yeah, yeah, it just needs to be cleaned up. But uh, yeah. but as I'm cleaning it up, I'm like falling in love with it again, which is great. Yay! Is great. Yay. Yeah. All right, yeah. so tell me your crazy story. Let's see how off the charts it is. Got to be much, much more off the charts than mine. So this one is very, very recent. So um, it's not the traditional ghost story because when we think ghost stories, right? What have we learned in the movie? Right, you know what I mean, or the figure, whatever it is. Um, my my experiences off they they have purpose. Like every time I have a supernatural experience, there's something, there's some growth for me. There's something for me to learn. Uh, there's purpose. Um, all right, so I'm not going to get into the whole purpose of it because then I have to give you fucking ooh, excuse me, I have to give you 18 backs. You already told people to and, do LSD, so don't worry about it. But I have to go to 18 backstories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'm just going to tell you what happened. If you are interested in hearing the whys and the hows and the purpose and the follow-up and all of that stuff, um, I please feel free to put it in the comments and I will continue the conversation. But I'm just going to tell you what happened. So what happened was, so about a month ago, I, I, I do have to preface with, I moved into a new house with my family about uh, two years ago. It's brand new construction. I live in Florida. It's all concrete. It is Fort Knox. Angela has been here. She could attest mm-hmm. to that. It's gorgeous. I don't have any cracks in the doors. I don't have any loose windows. I don't have any um, screens that need to be replaced. Right. It's Fort Knox. Uh, so I'm having dinner with my family and at the end, of, and we're hanging, we always eat, we hang out, we talk. At the end of the meal, Nala drops like a napkin or something, and she looks at the table and she goes, is that a snake under the table? Is that a, right? Is that a snake under the table? And we look under the table, and there is a snake. I thought it was a coral snake, and the coral ones are the ones that are red, white, black, and sometimes yellow, and depending on the way the stripes are, you don't know if this thing's going to, like, you know, kill you or whatever. Yeah. But it's just... It was about eight inches long. It was a baby snake. And it was writhing because it was all, and it was writhing because it was wrapped in a Band-Aid. That's it. <laughs> it was wrapped, nothing is, according to Rob, all normal things. It was wrapped in a rather large Band-Aid, like a bandage Band-Aid, not the kind that you like wash your hands once and the Band-Aid falls off. The kind that when it sticks together, like it's you need a blowtorch to get it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's wrapped in this Band-Aid. So the snake is about this long, about this much of it is wrapped in the Band-Aid. It's writhing, and a part of the Band-Aid is stuck to the rug. So it's not even moving. So the snake, this eight-inch snake under my dining room table that we ate an entire (laughs) meal with there, is writhing attached to the rug. And, of course, for the spirit of my, you know, already saying fuck, what the fuck? What is what? And, and I have a thing with snakes, like not a fan, not a fan, although I've had a couple snake experiences over the last couple of years that have forced me out of that. This one was one of them. And again, that's for the comments. We'll get into what happened with the snake later. 
But, um, so Rob gets a pair of scissors, he cuts it out of the rod. Well, no. Gets the oven mitts. Yeah, because you'll know if you're going to... Because we're all going to die, right? <laughs> Grabs the snake, cuts it, and now he has it. And he's looking at it, trying to figure out how to take the Band-Aid off and, and relocate it, let it go. We don't want... You know, we have compassion. We don't want the snake to die. He gives it about five minutes. Clearly, this thing is a goner, right? And something happened to me where I was like, no, no, the snake is here for me. I have to save the snake. So, one of my oven mitts, I take it outside. I, you know, send the kid up for the tweezers, the little scissors, the little tiny ones. And I go and I sit at the edge of the pool. Meanwhile, getting over my fear of snakes in this process, right? Yeah, Showing yeah. the snake compassion. Snake's now wrapped around my wrist. Little snake wrapped around my wrist because he's freaking out. And I dunk him, not his head, but I dunk his body where the band-aid is in the pool. And little by little, I sat with the snake, communing with the snake for about 20 to 30 minutes while I gently released him from the ties that bind. And I watched him relax when he understood that I was there to, to protect and save him, got the bandaid off and let him go in the woods. And, um, and that's the end of the story as I'll tell it. But uh, I know I've left you with more questions and answers, but I know that's not a ghost story, but it's, that's not normal. That's not normal. No. That's not normal. No, it's not normal. Because I mean, we can break it into pieces. Why didn't he get stuck anywhere else on the rug? How was he rug? sitting there the whole time? Nobody knew it was there. How did it get there? Nobody saw it right. I'm sure you have other rugs at some point during at entrances of, of the house. You know, like why, how, why? Yeah. And that time of day is the most high traffic time in my house because we're all home we're all moving around we're all work together setting the table getting food on the table and stuff like that and the snake appeared <laughs> under my table <laughs> you know you pull your chair out what do you do you look down right usually, usually at least one of the four of us yeah yeah under the table wrapped in a band-aid and 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 the moment that i had with the snake was <laughs> was quite special and uh and there was and i gained a lot from that experience with the snake and uh yeah and that's that's just one of a billion billion. i i love your fishing pole story Ooh, that one i i honestly i mean i'm happy to share it but i honestly don't and i was gonna share that but i was like oh too much too much okay 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 i don't think i really don't think that anybody would believe that that's one of those like you gotta be there but like let's just i can't even say anything about it if anybody wants to know about the fishing pole store is really buying into this because i get the skeptics because i don't these things don't happen and i'm not like oh yes it was an angel and god <laughs> spoke to me no no i go through every scientific and i'm married to bill nye I like know i'm you married are. to bill nye so we go through every single possibility you guys have to remember i own an art gallery and intuitive lounge yeah. and and it's gotten quite quiet there in in the last year or so because my the in my interaction like the energies that i bring in from other people i've gotten more selective and it's gotten more quiet but there was a while there that like you know the the haunted house in um in disney world at the end where they're all dancing around yeah. the table and <laughs> and it's not scary because it's campy but yeah. yet it's like <laughs> like i'd walk in in the morning and be like 
hey guys, <laughs> how you doing? And I can actually tell by like what picture was off the wall at the time or, you know, certain things like what, like I've been like, have I, I've been on the toilet and I've watched the bathroom door lock. Uh, uh, that's a ghost story. I, there, I have a lot of times like I'll open the front door and open the back door to get let the wind go through. Yeah. And when both doors are open, one of the doors eventually slams, you know? Right. But now, but one day back door was closed. Front door was all the way open. Like the, the doorknob was touching the wall all yeah. the way open. And it was kind of like raining and like wet outside and it wasn't windy, but you know, whatever there's breeze. And I stood there and I watched the door and I'm standing there and I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? And I watched the door close itself and I'm like, and then a friend of mine who is a spiritual liaison, I'm going to leave her name out of it because she does, you know, everybody's afraid to be looked at as weird. And she, I asked her, I'm like, who shut my door? And she was like, you know, that old lady that always hangs out on the porch. The ghost lady, might I add. Okay, okay. She's like, yeah, she thought the weather was not, you know, you should have the door closed. But I couldn't see her because I don't see ghosts, you know. I just see the consequence of the ghost. Yeah. She shut the door. Oh, I'm on a roll. One more, one more. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one time I walk into the gallery and I have my koi. I have this beautiful koi painting that hangs from the ceiling. And it's adhered with, um, with really strong Velcro. And so I just take it and I stick it. And every, and, and it's fine. People bump into it. It's fine. But every once in a while it hits the floor. So, so, because something's messing with it. And so much so that if it's hanging here, there's a wall here. When it comes down, it usually comes this way, hits the wall and comes down. Right. So there, I'm, I can't even tell you how many times I spackled and repainted that wall because it created a dent that I finally bought one of those door stopper things. Uh I'm like, I'm way ahead of you. So the door stopper thing, so you don't get the dent in the wall from the doorknob I have there. So if it ever goes down and it has, it hits that. Because now I know physics. I'm married to Bill Nye. It (laughs) hits that and it hits the ground. So one time I walked in and the fish was on the floor. And that's usually a tell for me that some residual energy kind of got stuck there. And it's like messing with my stuff. Never like dark or scary, but usually trickster energy. And I remember I walked and I'm like, see the fish (laughs) on the ground. See the fish on the ground. And as I go to walk in, I got my cell phone, right? Because I'm about to call, you know, the, my my witch friend du jour. What about the fish now? What do I do? You know, what am I lighting in here? You know, what kind yeah. of do? You know, everybody must go, you know. And as I'm walking into the gallery from the back door, making this phone call, I actually walked through fear. Mm. So there's one thing to see a ghost or to see something that's weird see it, recognize it as scary and feel fear. Yeah. And then there's a next thing to another thing to walk through fear. Yeah. And all of this, like, you yeah, know, and I just felt my, my, my pace pick up and I went out through the red door and I'm like, where the fuck it is? And it's like, I do go. And, I, and then we, we got it out of there. But like, oh yeah, I can do this all day. I oh wasn't even God. talking about my father alone haunting Rob just because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That that feeling the energy thing I've I've experienced that we have a we have a parkway here the southern state and I've, I've always felt it's like very car accidenty you know you just feel it you know yeah and one day we were driving through and I 
Like I just like drove through a spot where somebody died in a car accident. Like I saw the whole thing in my head and I felt it. I was like, oh, that was because it wasn't mine. You know, like I have my own fears where I can project and be like, oh, my yeah. God, and I see the car slips. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm really not. This is like I drove <laughs> <laughs> a visionary. I am um, <laughs> not always fun, yeah. um, but I could I felt that, you know, like and sometimes that that creepy feeling that that thing. What's really cool is you have like witchy friends you can call and be like all right can you expel this demon for me you know like whatever what does somebody do if they get that i'm sure a lot of people have that like oh creepy feeling in the basement you know like what do you do like when you get that yeah so so there's a couple different things and you really have to kind of figure out what speaks to you right as as the individual um there are actual like practices like you could go on the internet and be like you know how do i you know clear the energy in my home you know and there's a billion different ways you know wendy she is just she's like she's a shaman right so she she makes like all sorts of herbal potions she's coming to the gallery with frankincense and myrrh like (laughs) like sometimes i'm like you know she leaves and i'm cleaning up cigar ashes and like it's just she's like do you have a coconut i'm like what are you doing you know so there are the ritualistic things that work that's not for me Mm -hmm. like i've had some issues of like um energetic beings coming into my room like when I'm sleeping and I've been told you know again old sort of superstitious wives tale stuff like put a a broom upside down in your room or put a glass of water in your bed so there are a billion things you could do the most obvious is like candles and sage and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I look at things more practically you know everything is energy and we either uh, align with this energy and allow it into our sphere of influence or we um, reject, we repel this energy. And it really all depends on our thoughts and our beliefs and stuff like that. Again, I could do like a four-hour workshop on that alone. But what I do is because I feel self-empowered, because I do all this, this personal work, I am confident that when something like spooky like that happens and it doesn't feel good, Mm-hmm. I immediately am like, you don't belong here. You're not welcome here. you got to go. And okay. for me, the setting of that intention, because that's what you would call it, makes it go away. Okay. Another thing that if it feels not beyond me, but if, if I'm in that moment where I'm like, like when I walked through that fear that day, yeah. I was like, you know, whatever your belief system is, you know, the, in, in the Christian or Catholic belief, the belief is that Archangel Michael is the protector. Right. Mm-hmm. And you call on, you can call on Archangel Michael, who's an energy, call on Archangel Michael and be like, you know, Michael, they don't got to go home, but they can't stay here and just round them up and get it, get them out. But everybody, like, again, some of that is maybe a little bit too much on like the spirituality end or the weird end. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But the simple, if you believe in God, you know what I mean? God, help me out here. You know, this this is not in alignment with me. Or don't even, you don't have to use the woo-woo words. There's something uncomfortable here. Please clear it out. Yeah. We are assisted as human beings all of the time. Whether, again, whether you believe it or not, these energetic beings, call them guardian angels, call them God, call them the universe, whatever. They, again, we personify it. This energy is here to assist us. 
Right. Say, please let it go. If it makes you feel good, light some Palo Santo. It smells better than sage. It's like this wood from whatever. You'll like the Palo Santo. You could spray some mist. I mean, you go to any of these, um, I can still call them head shops, but these metaphysical stores. <laughs> oh my God. Back to, back head to call shops. Head shops. You can get sage and a bong. Yeah, but no. But. Oh my God. All I remember is going into a head shop and buying like the uh, the, the weed that, that was like the fake weed. It was like basically smoking sage and oregano. And it was like, oh. Yeah. Oh my but God. Tampa was wrought with them. Tampa was all about them, you know. But oh anyway, I digress. <laughs> I'm a mother of two. I'm a responsible adult. But uh, but yes, but back in the day. But anyway, you could go to any of these sort of crystal shops and these type of places, and there's all sorts of stuff. Um, again, if you lean towards, you know, a religious nature, you know, like candles and all that. But my staunch belief is it's all right here. Yeah. So even though all these things are, are important, if you believe that nothing can hurt you, and you believe that you're more powerful than something energetic that's trying to, you know, get to you and get under your skin, essentially. You know what I mean? Um, just tell them to fuck off. Your your hat is so perfect for this kind of talk. <laughs> so everybody knows, I've, every year this hat makes an appearance. I've had it since like 2014. Rob and I went to like Target one night, like, you know, in like 24, we had just got married and we went to Target. We're just like looking around, can't have the babysitter. So let's go to Target. So we went to Target and I put it on and I'm like, Rob, I have this hat. I have that. <laughs> so it always makes an appearance, but I just put it on to, just to joke with Angela too much. She's like, you know, you're wearing that hat. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's just so appropriate as you're talking about like energy and shit. This is great. Yeah, this That's is my great. life, man. <laughs> This? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's pull a card. You want to pull a card? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So pull a card. Pull a card so pull a card. when Angela and I, um, when it's just the two of us, we uh, rather than um, do you connect cards with with our guests, we're pulling cards from some of the decks that I've created uh, with my artwork and with some people that I've collaborated with. This deck, because I'm at home is actually the prototype deck. I keep it on my bookshelf because it's special. Um, you can even see it's got like a sticker on it. Like this is like when we're still trying to figure things out. And I collaborated, talk about witchy friends, with our dear friend, Anne-Marie Scordy, who is a trans channel. Anne-Marie, I, I know you're not watching this. I know <laughs> you'll never, never watch, watch this. <laughs> but um <laughs> but we love you. You're so great. Anne-Marie, if, if she is, she has the ability to put her own consciousness aside to allow consciousness of the higher realms, the angelic realms, even the ET realms. Again, I'm like, they'll go and command them. Here, you want her to know? Here it is. Um, and they speak through her and she, and they, she comes up with such profound <sighs> wisdom and well, they speak through her such profound wisdom and insights and just good advice. Yeah. And so she, before she started working with other people and expanding on being like a medical intuitive, working with Miss Teresa Walton and, and just doing incredible things. And as I become more forthcoming about my experiences, I'll, I'll tell you guys how I've worked with them mm -hmm. to help me on my thyroid journey and help me um, function without a thyroid and out 
without thyroid medication through their energetic practices. If anybody is having health issues and buys into anything that I'm sharing, um, they're, I've never, ever, ever seen or heard of anybody who does what they do. No. You can be like, yeah, I saw, what's her name? The Brown, something Brown that you see on like Oprah. Oh, shit, she was a psychic. Whatever, the Long Island medium, you know, the, the guy, Edwards, you know, they're all great. I have never seen anything like this. If you know who uh, Abraham Hicks is, kind of falls into the lines of that, but she's great. So yeah. we came together and we created this deck of cards called the Soul Traveler deck because we're all travelers of the soul. All of the paintings are mine and all of the wisdom are really beautiful messages that uh, she had um, in meditation received and blogged about. And uh, again, they're just good advice. So with yeah. that said, uh, I think we both should pick one. So okay. I don't know how you want to do this. Um, you want to just pick a paint. You're not that here. Pick a card, any card. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know. We'll try. Let's see. Uh what the the blue with the little hair the the middle one right there it's got purple Yes that's Oh my color. god you know what you just picked What Oh You have this in your house I do have that in yeah, my house In your BX room I do in my very short body <laughs> You yes. said that and you were like whoa It's like this futon I can't get off of it So this one this picture is called Blossom the woman, her hair is down, a little baby, and the idea is that, you know, her children are, are, are blossom of us. It's actually a square painting, but, you know, for the sake of card. Okay. So, oh, Angela, you're going to love this. I love it so much. Okay. This one's called failure. Okay. Failure is fear. There is no such thing as failure. Failure is another false belief perpetuated by society's indoctrination. For what you have been taught to see as failure is actually growth. All experiences, whether perceived negatively or positively, are growth. These experiences allow you to move forward. Failure, <laughs> combination of words, fear <laughs> of failure restricts creativity restricts momentum and progress. I'm just going to read that part again. Fear of failure restricts creativity, restricts momentum to progress or to progress. Some literate. Attempt a new perspective. Instead of thinking, what will happen if I fail? Try thinking, what will happen if I grow? <sighs> that. Yeah. What we'll do is you'll take a picture of it, Dane, and I'll put it up so people can read along with you while you. I would prefer you go into Maddie's deck. Yeah. Because this was again, this was a prototype. The okay. font is difficult to read. Okay. The font on yours is different. Okay. So it's this. Find this yep. one and take a picture. Okay. okay? Well, that's this is so good. So you know, good. Th these cards are sixty-three cards in this deck, and I. Um, you know, we made them in like 2019 and, you know, and, and Amory used to do like little mini readings with them. And, but I don't really look at them that often, but so many decks are out there now. People bought them from the gallery or bought them off my website. By the way, you can buy them in the gallery. Oh, yeah, we'll put a little link, a link to but, it. But, um, they, um, I forget. 
So people will send me pictures. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. Because four years later, we're pushing four years later, I see the messages much differently now because I've lived four years of finding snakes at my table and getting fishing poles in the mail and all this craziness. (laughs) Well, it's also true. It's like, I'm like, you said something earlier about like how me seeing myself from three months ago and how different it is now. And it's just like how much we change and grow. You could read the same message every single month. Yep. And it would yep. resonate differently. But that that is a really good one. Yeah. All right. That is a really good one. I'm going to pull one for me. All right. I'm going to pull this one. She came up twice in my shuffling. So I love this painting so much. I actually gifted this painting to somebody. I have a reproduction in the gallery. Painting's oh. called Angel Baby, obviously. And again, it's cut, but it's all wings. It's all oh. wings. It's, yeah. Beautiful. It's all, oh. All right. Oh, this is... Okay, we can do this all day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, going commando. Oh, baby. (laughs) This one is called Your Purpose. It's a good one, too. Many believe the purpose must be grand. (laughs) Many Many believe the purpose must be grand, great, assisting humanity on a grand scale, like a movie. Understand that your purpose is to follow your happiness, to create a foundation, a microcosm for yourself, built upon the truth of who you are. And the truth of who you are is discoverable by dedicating to yourself. As you allow yourself, as you give yourself permission to engage in your joy, your happiness, then you have achieved your purpose. From there, your effects will naturally expand outward without effort, without force. That is the flow, the fun. You are, in fact, in alignment with your true being. And when this becomes your everyday state of existence, you have become. That is your purpose. So good. So good. So that's good. like that's like the explanation of uniquely. That's the explanation of phenom. That's the explanation, the explanation of, of everything. It, of all of it. And 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 what's funny is, oh my god, these two are so good. Oh my god, I that. But what what's really so good about these, uh, about well, about both of them, about the failure in your purpose, is many of us want so badly to assist others and want to do something bigger than them, leave a legacy for their children, whatever it is, do for their children. And, and I know I'm a broken record. First and foremost, you have to handle yourself. And when you handle yourself, the natural expansion of that creates more opportunities for more cool stuff. But it, it's always about you first. So I believe that I have personally, a purpose that is like a little bigger than myself. That's why I have my hands in so many things. And I'm, and I, and I'm really, well, you see, I don't have to tell anybody what I'm doing. You know, if you turn, if you turn on the television or for five minutes, I'm all over it going, Hey, check this out. (laughs) But it only starts with me and it only expands with me. Everything I do to better myself, the snake under the table, I knew it wasn't just a snake under the table and I gained so much from the experience yeah. and I found purpose in it. 
And I actually talk about this at the end of 10 racks, I, you know, people's purpose. The purpose is what you glean from something. And then you learn, you grow, you expand, you become a better version of yourself. And then that expansion, and then you look back and you realize your purpose was, it was multidimensional. But you can't do this without this. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot. Right. Most people think when you're trying to figure out what's my purpose, why am I here? What, why am I in this existence? Like, I think a lot of people come to that spot, right? Where you're kind of in that, not purgatory, but just not sure what to do, right? And then you're like, ooh, that was a spark of a genius idea. And you see it, right? You have the vision, like, I'm going to save the world. And then you forget <laughs> Personal like, experience? Yeah, you, maybe. <laughs> you forget that there's like, okay, so this this is over here. And then you have this like overwhelming feeling of, you know, what you can do. But it's like you, you feel paralyzed because it's so big. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Right. So if you do that, if you just start doing the baby steps for yourself, doing that work, it the it, 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 it like opens up, it gets bright. It's like it's like opening a window in a very 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 dark room, right? You just do the shade a little bit at a time, and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter, and you can handle the light if you do it gradually. If you just go boom, and you're like, ah, no, forget it, put the shades back down. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what happens to us. We become paralyzed. The analogy that I think of is when I used to run. And every morning, I mean, it's five o'clock because that's when I had the time to do it, you know. And I would run in the morning and every morning I would be like, oh, no. but I had this vision of I wanted to be in this kind of shape. I wanted to be able to run this amount of time. I wanted to feel good. Whatever, whatever my big picture was, was over yeah. here. But I, the only way I could do that was to get up, brush my teeth, put my sneakers on, put my hair in a ponytail. Yeah. Right. It's the only thing. And I would always just commit to that because that made me feel like I could do that. Right? Yeah. And then I'm like, nobody says you have to run five miles today. Like it's self. Nobody says you have to do that. But go outside. You always feel good when you go outside. Go for a walk around the block. You always love watching the, the town start to come alive. Sometimes it's a little later, like the sun coming up, whatever it is. Yeah. And I always wound up doing what I had intended on doing. But when we start with our purpose needs to be to save the world, to save our friends, to do this. To, no, your purpose is to be the best version of yourself, to feel good in your skin, to feel freedom, to feel joy, to feel love, to feel safe, to feel happy, all of those things. And when you figure out how to do that, ooh, piece of candy, another opportunity to reveal a greater portion of your purpose comes forth. And next thing you know, snakes under the table and you're sitting here hanging out in your jammies with your best friend talking about stuff <laughs> right, right. i just heard samuel l jackson what is this motherfucking snake doing under my motherfucking table <laughs> oh, little snake oh, well, well wait, should we count that as dana's nubs or you have more you want to share with us i think i think i i've said enough yeah. I think I've said enough. We'll call that a nug. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. nugs. But oh, you know nice. what I do want to know? If anybody's watching this and Angela and I, and Angela, I'm speaking for you, which I do not like to do. So if I speak out of turn, let me know. Okay. Like I was, you know, I always try to speak for myself. But one of the things that we pride ourselves on as individuals in a partnership 
is that we we're really like a bridge. Like we really do live in like the normal soccer mom world. Like I always say, really? like minus the hat. Like if I was on line at the bank, you would never know that I'm as weird as I am. The only reason anybody knows is because I allow you to know because I'm comfortable with it, right? And there is this world of way out there. And then there's this world of way normal. And we like kind of reside in the middle. Like yeah. we're very much aware of the way out there. And I, you know, involved in times of the way out there, but recognize what the normal is because we live in the normal. And, and I know I personally, especially in everything that I write and all of, you know, my guidance and everything that I do, I really act, I have a foot in both worlds and I act as that bridge because it's important that we live practically and not all like up in the clouds. Right. Yeah. But we, Angela and I, we often don't talk about that stuff outwardly, especially in these type of, you know, whether it be the commando or when we have a guest, because it's not, it doesn't define us. It's just a piece of who we are. But if this type of conversation interests you in any way, because I can do this for days, right? <laughs> if this interests you anyway, and you want to hear more about it, please comment. Let us know, yeah. because we can dedicate other shows to this type of thing. Because every Monday, one, I, you know, the other or both of us got something kooky went down that weekend. And yeah. uh, we're just looking for permission to share. So if, uh, if, if you're interested in hearing it, uh, Dana's got stories. <laughs> and we have friends who have stories too. We can Holy coax crap. them on to share their stories too. Yeah. Except for Emory. Emory never no, no, seen Emory on Cuddle Talk. Emory wanted to be on Cuddle Talk. She's like, fuck that. We're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. So we could we could talk about it because she'll never she'll never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Emory is the bomb. I'm telling you, she and Teresa, especially as a duo and what they oh, do. Yeah. If you really um, and, and, and you know what, we won't call it a nug, but I, I do want to reiterate, I have really overcome some serious health stuff through, through my belief that I can, through Energetica, through a variety of different ways that do not deal with Western medicine. Um, and I'm at, on the other side. I mean, you'll see, you'll start to see in the next couple months, you'll start to see even my physical, um, uh, the physical part of me are, is going to begin, it has been changing. Yeah. And uh, and it's because I'm on the other side of it-ish, so I'm going to be talking about it more. If you have physical issues that you believe can be addressed through your sense of empowerment or medical, or i sorry, emotional or spiritual state, and you believe that your issues get trapped in your tissues and you don't know how to untrap them, um, let me know, man. Not only can I assist, but uh, I, I know people who can assist on a much uh, deeper level when you're ready yeah. for that. And uh, just to back that up, too, um, you know, I am here to bear witness to the whole thing, to the good, the bad, the ugly that you went through. And on a day by day basis, the yeah. changes that have happened and what you've been doing. So it's yeah, not something. bullshit. It's something it's it's freaking amazing. It's freaking amazing. And it's something I'm even like, like I live in like disbelief, even though I had to believe it. Otherwise I couldn't have done it, but I'm yeah. just like, Oh my God, I'm on the other side. <laughs> my tongue works. Yes. Space. No, it's really, it's really cool. I do believe that as people become more 
comfortable with this, you know, with this kind of, um, there's probably a few of you watching that are like, oh, what are they talking? I felt that I've walked through some weird energy, huh? you know, like you just might be on the understanding or whatever. But I do believe that there's going to be a day when and I don't know when or where, but there's going to be a day where you're going to have your your medical spirituality people and then you're going to have like your physical body doctors. You know, the ones that, that your arm gets a big boo-boo and they stitch it up. That's going to be essentially yeah, doing that. They right? set bones. Set the bones. But if you have something chronic, that's more of like a, you know, like I always had, um, Dana had thyroid. I have thyroid issues. Um, those kinds of things. Like the fibromyalgias. Like a lot of the stuff that is just like, they can't really aches, put their finger on right? it. The achy things, the stuff. And the things that can turn into a cancer can turn into something if they go left untreated, untaken. But think about it. If you If you had a festering wound and you didn't take care of it, it will turn into something bad, right? So if you have a small start of something and you don't take care of it, it will turn into something worse and it'll keep turning worse until you get hit in the head with it. And it's like, bam, punched in the twat. Again, (laughs) again. again. So I I do, I believe I've witnessed that you go through this. I experienced a little bit of it myself. Um, I do believe that there is, this is the way of the future. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And yeah, it's in its infant stages now, but I think I feel like I'm, I've created a Guinea pig out of myself. And, and I don't know why. I don't know what drove me to do it, um, but I did. And here we are, still alive to tell about it. And I've had people tell me. I've had, I had a nurse practitioner So you're going to go into a coma. And I showed her my chart. And again, I'm a dick. I know this, right? <laughs> but she had my chart in her hand that I said, remember my name. <laughs> Just remember my name. <laughs> you are a dick. <laughs> I know, man. Don't tell me I'm going to go into a coma. You're going to instill that kind of fear in me well, when my TSH is in triple digits? That's the problem. I mean, that statement alone, if anybody knows anything about thyroids, look at Dana now. She's not in a coma, clearly. And my TSH <laughs> is no longer in triple digits. Double. Below double. Really low, low double. double. Really yeah, low yeah, double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Miss um, Angela. All right. So... Um, I think what we're going to do is um, instead of doing my Oscar Oscar acceptance speech, which I've been doing at the end and, and praise the baby Jesus, love you, Jesus. Um, I'm going to introduce something new called things that I love or things that we love. You know, it's basically stuff that Dana and I want to share about um, things that make us happy. We're not trying to uh, we don't have any endorsements. We don't have any sponsors. It's not what this is about. It's just about like really talking about something that we we love and want to share the love. So I think because today we talked about um, your soul traveler deck and we pulled the cards and they were so profound. Um, today I want to share about the these cards and we already went through them. You saw the pictures that Dana's beautiful paintings, Amory's profound uh, channeling wisdom that comes through. They're really awesome. If you just like, if you b- bought a deck and you pull a card a day and you contemplate on that de- on the, the message of the day because the message is coming to you you're pulling it you don't realize that you're pulling it because something that you need to hear something that that will help propel you and in, into your into your direction so i'm going to put a link to uh dana's gallery where you can buy the cards they're gorgeous they're high quality um there's the soul traveler deck there's the veda deck there are other decks that you could do the same kinds of things with they're not tarot cards they're not like um you know 
witchy in and of themselves. They're just really great affirmations and messages and things that are like uplifting or, or contemplative and wonderful. So there's soul traveler, there's Veda, there's um, what's your other one that you have? There's the Moksha cards. Those are more affirmation. Those are like, like light. Like if you just want to like pick one a day and like, just feel good. Like, you know, my body is my temple and I appreciate everything about it. Just like have that yeah. still with my artwork. But the Veda, um, even though I, I've been marketing it for kids, it's not. I mean, I'm yeah. teaching a course to adults right now based on the book. And it's all about um, reconciling our imbalances based on each chakra, but in, pr in a practical way. Revisiting our traumas, revisiting our dramas, you know, again, releasing all of that stuff. And they have like cute little exercises and stuff. And they have the characters yeah. of the book that I that I illustrated. Yeah. So so I would suggest if you if you if you want to, I would suggest like going to Dana's um Ubuntu Fish Gallery site, shopping around. Um they're they're great. They make great gifts for Christmas. <laughs> oh, it is coming. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. I got my Ten Rex cards too. I forgot. That's a really good set. Too. Oh the Ten Rex is awesome too. And that goes with the book and that's the other thing I want to talk about. But Speaking of Christmas coming, I walk into every freaking store. It's Halloween and they've got all the Christmas stuff. I'm like, not even Thanksgiving. Like, we skipped a holiday this year. Yep. Yep. They're right across. I went into Old Time Pottery this weekend and on one side it was all the Halloween stuff and on the other, right here, like I could touch them both. It was all the Christmas <laughs> stuff. Like, that's, that's actually, I was thinking that would be a really scary Halloween treat for the kids. It's like something about Christmas. It's like, ah! <laughs> Not yet. Just enjoy the moment. Yeah, enjoy um, the moment. Enjoy the moment. Um, so along with Dana's cards, um, she's also written a book called 10 Recommandments for Personal Empowerment. Um, it is a game changer. Uh, we'll put a link where you can buy the paperback on Amazon or you can get the um, the audio book that she recorded with her tongue almost fully functioning. It's really cool because it's a time capsule. It was a time capsule it was when Dana was really kind of regaining like literally she was it was bad. It was bad for a while. And um, her tongue wouldn't work right because she had to retrain herself how to do all this stuff. Well, the muscles, if, if the, the thyroid, it's amazing how much the thyroid affects and it affect like, again, without getting to all the medicine or the medical part of it, but it affects all of your muscles when your tongue is a muscle, yeah. your jaw is a muscle. Like I atrophied here. Like I have to regain a jawline here, but I'm sure I'll Crazy. have the problem because I talk a lot. So, but, <laughs> but I was like, by the way, like Rob's like, do not drive the car. Like if you get pulled over, they'll think you're on pills. <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> anyway, it's not you. It, the audiobook is is uh, she was with tongue back, but you can hear the difference between now and then. But it's it's Appreciate awesome it. to hear her tell her stories. The stories in Ten Recommandments are Dana's personal traumas, dramas, triumphs, and um, and then she shares her way of learning from those things to become personally powered and sovereign. So highly recommend that. Um, she does have another book, Dakota and the Woo Woo, on deck, which we're really excited about. And we have, we'll have uh, something to announce about Amory, Amory's book in the near future, too. Exciting. Very excited about that because it's like a whole thing. Besides the book, there's like a whole thing with that. It's a thing. So, it's a thing. And, and Amory's <laughs> book is called Happy Hour at the Water's Edge. So none of us take ourselves seriously. Totally. Like, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. So it's very, very, very cool. So those are the things that I love. I love Dana's artwork and I love Amory's words. Um, and, um, and I love 
Baby Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. Five pounds. <laughs> oh my God, we're so um, terrible. We're so terrible. Oh, no, no, no. Just a quick thank you to uh, Eugen at Scopec for doing our editing. Thank you to our U instructors. Thank you to Kristen. Kristen and Dana are both fucking busting their ass for Uniquely right now. And and Rob. And, and I don't thank them enough. I really, really don't. So I'm going to use this moment to thank these, these three amazing people for keeping the business lights on while we get to our next level and uh, my full appreciation goes out to you guys so peace out to you <laughs> so yeah so uh happy halloween to those who celebrate um put, like a week I, later I, like a week later it's gonna be like we but like i don't know if we can but like let's like share pictures tag uh hashtag at cuddle talk do cuddle talk um and just like put us in some pictures show us some crazy stuff and um i'll be showing pictures of us as Toilet paper, poopy, and potty. Yeah. It's going to be fun. You so. are so grown up. I, I admire you in such a way. <laughs> you know, so created a company from a thought. is running it. It's killing it. And she's like, yes, I'm going to be a big stinky pile of shit for Halloween. Well, congratulations, <laughs> you. Yay. Listen, we are all about celebrating our unique uniqueness. And my yeah. son sees no problem with being a toilet for Halloween. But like he's, he's like a child super excited. Because you haven't yet crushed his spirit. You still got time. I will not. I will not. I will no, not. No, I'm kidding. Hold on. Hold on. It's so cute. Last night he woke up in his sleep and I don't know what he was dreaming about, but he woke up laughing and talking about apples and he was singing a song and he sits up and he goes, <laughs> apples. And then lays back down. I love it. That's awesome. Oh my God. I'm like, what are you dreaming about? And then he didn't remember the story. It's cute. All right. So. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Curl Talk. Thank you. Stay cozy. I I really got to figure something else out. We keep saying that, but we don't. So I'm sticking with what I got. Shit. Okay, bye. (laughs)